0: filler in business books and audiobooks takes up time that you don't have you're here because you want the golden nuggets from each book without all the bs the more you learn the more power you have to affect the world around you this is the cut the crap podcast you never read a book again and here's your host ryan calajuri What is going on? Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Cut the Crap Podcast, where every single week I'm going to a bookstore, I'm going to Amazon, I'm buying a book, reading it, making notes, condensing it down to its core golden nuggets, and sharing it with you on the podcast. We had a big milestone last week in the podcast. 50,000 downloads. That's huge. Huge. When I first started this thing about a year and a bit ago, I didn't think it was going to grow that fast, and I always believed it was going to grow, and it's going to continue to grow, but to grow to 50,000 downloads after about a year, man, that's awesome. It's awesome. So I got to thank you guys for that. Thank you so much for um, not only for tuning in, but just for sharing it. Obviously, you know, this thing doesn't go unless you guys share us, unless you guys talk about it with your colleagues, your friends, your family. So thank you so much to every single one of you guys who goes out there and you share this podcast. It truly means a lot to me. And uh, thank you to everybody who goes on to iTunes and you rate and review the podcast. And I kind of put that call to action out there every week. And I don't expect everyone to more or less take action on it but uh, because we're all busy with our own lives and you you do what you have to do. But for those of you who did go online and rate and review, thank you so much for that. And thank you to the one individual. I forgot the name, but um, you made a comment about me using a crutch. You guys, and it's funny, I don't go back and I don't listen to these podcasts after I record them uh, very often. And I didn't realize how often I actually said you guys, and last episode was bad. If we turned it into a drinking game, you'd all be getting your stomachs pumped by the end of this thing. It was terrible. So thank you so much for bringing that to my attention. And um, man, I tell you, every single day I get better, and every single episode I want to get better. Becoming a more refined, I don't know, communicator and getting rid of some of those crutches, it's important to me. So if you have any feedback, if you want anything to share, feel free to email it to me. Feel free to put it on the comments, whatever you want to do. Just um, make sure I get the feedback. It's, it means a lot to me and it helps me get better at my craft. So in any case, enough jibber-jabber. Let's crack right into this week. So this week we're talking about Mastering Fear. Harness emotion to achieve excellence in health, work, and relationships by Robert Moore and Michelle Gifford. Fear is one of those funny things. We all face it. Can't escape it. We face it almost every single day. Sometimes without us even knowing. We have certain behaviors that we do every single day that we do that are based out of fear that we don't even realize it. Simple things like putting on a seatbelt, brushing our teeth, little things like that where we do it. we, We say, well, we just do it because. But why do we do it? Because we fear the consequences if we don't do it. We work out perhaps based out of fear. right? Pain and pleasure two driving forces in all of our decision-making, and fear plays a big role in that. So I wanted to get a better understanding of fear, and I figured this book would be a good opportunity for me to not only understand fear better, but maybe have a few techniques, learn a few strategies in order to deal with fear a little bit better. Now for me, personally, after reading this book, did I get a lot of strategies from it? Not really. Not really. But what I did get out of it was I got a different perspective on fear. And it's important to get different perspectives and how to look at fear in a different fashion. So I hope that through my analysis, through my sharing of this book, that you guys can perhaps look at fear a little bit differently as well. And maybe instead of looking at it from a negative perspective, see it from a positive perspective. But without further ado, let's crack right into this one. Mastering Fear, Harness Emotion to Achieve Excellence in Health, Work and Relationships by Robert Moore and Michelle Gifford. Golden nugget number one. Your perspective on fear changes how you react to fear. To use fear, you have to understand stress. Every single one of us faces stress on a regular basis. Every single day, no matter how big or how small it is, we all face types of stress, right? It's actually wrong. We're using the word incorrectly. People confuse stressors, you know, external threats or challenges with stress, the body's reaction to those challenges. And so incorrectly identifying their sources of stress causes people to make excuses rather than progress. You know, Stress, anxiety, depression, and nerves, they're terms widely used today to describe persistent feelings of being upset and not being happy. Funny thing is though, highly successful people rarely use these same words to describe those uncomfortable feelings that they have. You know, For example, past CEO of General Electric, Jack Welch, Astronaut Sally Ride, baseball great Babe Ruth, author and producer Steven Spielberg, George Clooney, uh, Eleanor Roosevelt, Lynn Swan, who's a former NFL player. I mean, those are just a few people who used the word fear or one of its synonyms, afraid, scared, etc., to describe those experiences. It's funny to me, but these successful people haven't forgotten that fear by itself is a gift. It's not a not a negative consequence. It's not something that's bad happened to them. It's something positive that they can use. And again, the first law of success is to do what successful people do. And that is to develop an awareness and acceptance of fear, as these folks do, and I'm sure many others. Now, when we talk about fear, I don't mean fear of public speaking, fear of dying, fear of you know losing your job. I don't mean any of those fears right now. It's funny, but we have to consider that we have a lot of behaviors that we follow every single day that are rooted in fear i told you this a little earlier examples like looking both ways before crossing the street you were told that as a kid why rooted in fear you don't want to get hit by a car wearing a seatbelt. making healthy food choices for lunch breakfast and dinner exercising brushing your teeth you know all these things you know all these behaviors if we didn't do these behaviors our chances of long-term survival would likely be diminished So you can see here with these very slight examples, they're rooted in fear. But this fear is being used as a good thing, it keeps us safe. So we shouldn't be looking at fear as a negative thing, instead we have to be looking at it as a positive thing. The key here though is recognizing that behavior. You know, crossing the street, if you just ran across the street without looking, you would have a fear of getting hit by a car. So what do you do? You create a behavior that helps you stop and look both ways and you turn into a habit and now it keeps you safe. And this example is no different from anything else. People who recognize and address fears in constructive ways tend to thrive. Now, while those successful people, those people that we deem successful in the eyes of society, and I'm, you know, looking at the folks that I've named earlier, they find fear just as uncomfortable as anybody else does. We all find fear uncomfortable. But what these successful people do, is instead of rejecting fear or avoiding it, they view it as a signal that something significant is happening that requires their attention. They see fear as something that should be recognized, embraced, and boldly addressed. And if you use fear wisely, it can help protect you, protect people, and give you tools to resolve some of life's challenges. So again, this all starts, this book, This whole idea of fear, it all starts with just changing your perspective on fear. When you feel scared, it's not time to feel fear and try to get rid of it. It's not time to ignore it. It's time to look at it directly and say, there's something here that I need to find. There's something here I need to do. This is important to me. I need to find ways to deal with this effectively so that I can continue to grow, I continue to prosper, and I can get better as a human being. So first, in order to understand fear, you have to change your perspective on fear and realize that's not a negative thing. It's a positive thing. It's something there for you to use to get better, to get better, become more safe, and help you in life. Golden nugget number two, the healthiest response to fear that you can take is support. In order to achieve and sustain long-term success in your life, whether it's in your health, With your relationships, in your career, reaching out for support is absolutely critical. Successful people recognize their need for support and view reaching out to others as a sign of strength rather than a sign of weakness. But people who don't reach out for support, they look at reaching out for support as weakness. I can do this by myself. I don't need anybody else's help. No, That's wrong. It's just the wrong perspective to take. When it comes down to it, if you have a willingness to reach out for support when you're afraid, that by itself is a critical skill in achieving and sustaining success in all key areas of life. Reaching out for support, it'll have a tremendous impact on your physical health, your work success, creativity, relationships. If you want to deal with fear head on, you need support. That's the key here. Support from your community. Support from your friends, support from your colleagues, support from mentors. You need support from other human beings. And this is a tough one for yours truly to grasp. Being an entrepreneur for so long, running his own business, I felt I could do it on my own. And I felt I had to do it on my own. And that's honestly where I felt a lot of failure in my life. I ran into a lot of roadblocks and I could only go so far until I started leveraging the help of others because you can only do so much. these old sayings that we have you know by ourselves we're good together we're great you know those things ring true today and it's so true and i learned that i can become a better marketer better sales professional a better strategist a better product developer if i work together in teams because i'm only as good as my team is interestingly enough our built-in alarm system that stays on for long periods of time in response to fear It puts our physical health at risk. However, this is the interesting thing, though. Reaching out for support shuts down the physical and chemical processes that work to destroy health and allows the immune system and other underlying systems like the heart, the liver, the brain, etc., to resume protecting our bodies from real invasive threats. Cardiac studies also, they suggest that a willingness to reach out for support can impact the heart as powerfully as any other mechanism. Medical studies, they demonstrate that surgical outcomes improve when patients reach out for and receive support. Success in any health challenge requires support. I mean, let's look at businesses, for example. Problem solving in business, that's a team sport. That's a team sport. You can't do it on your own. But there persists this belief. It's a common belief that certain men and women, they can accomplish great feats and achieve success all on their own. And while, yes, you can definitely achieve great success on your own, research actually shows, and this is an example from the book, that medical professionals improve the quality of patient care and have better surgical success rates when they work as part of teams. It's the team that makes the surgeon. The effects of teams, the support that a team provides on the performance of an individual, it's incredible. You can't do things alone. You can, sorry, that's wrong, you can do things alone, but you can only go so far. With the support of a team, you're able to go so much further. So now in the context of fear, if you are having a difficult time with cold calling, if you're having a difficult time with business development, creating new partnerships, if you're having a difficult time with certain campaigns, if you're fearful of doing certain activities, leverage the power of your team. The support that you get from your team, the support that you get from others, mentors, coaches... That's incredibly important. That can mean the difference between you being successful and you failing. You beating budget and you not beating budget. You getting the commissions you want and you missing commissions. You keeping your job and losing your job. So when fear starts to set in, recognize it. And know that the number one thing you're looking for, the healthiest response you can take when you start feeling fear is support. So when you start feeling fearful... Switch your mind and start to think, support. Who can I go to for support? How can I be supported in this scenario? It's cool. I didn't think about this. Never thought about it. The idea of support as a tool to not only get over fear, but to leverage it and turn it into something positive. I think that's pretty cool. This whole idea of support, while I know the value of it, in this context of how to beat fear, how to overcome fear, how to leverage fear to my advantage, and having support as the tool to do that, it's a pretty cool realization, pretty cool realization. I'm actually excited to find the next time that I'm fearful to look for support and to think a little bit more critically about it. And this whole idea of support, it runs through the entire book. This, the entire book talks about the idea of support and why we need it. Um, so it's an incredibly important theme throughout the book, and I think it's worth our time to explore this a little bit further and see what kind of support systems we can have in our lives to help us get through fear. Golden nugget number three, why people allow fear to take them down the wrong path. Every single one of us, we make choices. Now, when it comes to the choices we make, some of those are made subconsciously and others are made consciously. Now, when we make choices that are based on fear, they're often made subconsciously. So in order to master fear, we need to recognize fear. First of all, we need to recognize that it exists and we need to recognize that it's not a negative thing. It's a positive thing. But it's also important for us to become aware of our responses to fear and explore our willingness to reach out for support. Again, support is that common link. And if we don't reach out for support, because support is the cure to fear, if we reach out for support, fear starts to diminish. But why is it that for some reason we don't feel comfortable reaching out for support? Well, in the book, they go through three reasons. The first reason is culture. Some cultures, including the American culture, encourage competition and individual effort as the primary path to success. And so asking for help, asking for support, that's saying that you can't do it alone, meaning you're weak if you can't do it alone. You need help? Well, I did it by myself. I'm a self-made man or a self-made woman. I can do it myself. I don't need anybody to help me. Come on. That's just not true. You do need support. Everyone needs help. Whether we believe it or not or whether or not we're going to recognize it or not, No matter how you got to where you got to, I don't care if you are uh, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, it doesn't matter. Every single one of those individuals would tell you that they got to where they are, not because they did it by themselves. They could not do it by themselves. They needed the support of a team. Just think about it for a second. It's foolish to think that you can do it all by yourself. And so this whole idea of, you know, this competitiveness, come on, guys, you're going to be a far better professional if you leverage support, if you leverage a team around you. So anyways, I can go into detail on that. I don't want to get verbose, but number one, it's culture. Number two, early relationship experiences. So if family members or friends typically avoided support during a person's childhood, they're less likely to seek support as an adult, very simply. So if you're around people where this is just not status quo, like You know, in my family, we truly believed in leveraging support, especially in our family. Uh, Friends as well, too. But then what happened was, for some reason, I forgot that. And as I became a professional and started working independently, I started to think that I could do it on my own. And I forgot about all those lessons that I learned as, as a child growing up in my family. And I started to believe my own hype and say, man, I don't need anybody else. I could do it on my own. But it's just not true. I realized how much I could accomplish when I had a team around me, when I had people supporting me, when I have somebody managing my emails, when I have somebody you know, uh, editing the podcast, for example, when I have somebody uh, mentoring me. All of these people, they're allowing me to be more successful. They're supporting me and through supporting me, I'm able to go higher. I'm able to achieve more, I'm able to go further. And finally, why people choose the wrong path? negative inner voice now some people have a built-in critical voice that attacks and punishes them it reminds them of all the current flaws and their past mistakes and they never let them forget it it's a nasty voice to have that voice it's activated by fear and people need to reach out for support when they hear it however this is a big however the challenge here is for people to acknowledge That they have the potential to change the emotional responses to circumstances. And so you can change. But people just believe that what they feel is reality and they can't change that. You can change that. I'm telling you right now, I'll give you a personal example of mine. I always feared making cold calls. Man, did I fear making cold calls. I was afraid of the rejection. I was afraid of not having an answer to an objection. I was afraid of just going blank on the phone. I was afraid of not making the sale. I was afraid of making the sale. How would I close this thing? I was so afraid. I had so much fear built into that. And I just kept doing it on my own. on my own. And what happened? It would take me three hours to make three phone calls. No lie. What the hell did I do in that time? I sat there and I just allowed my mind to poison me. And it was so difficult. So at that time, I really needed a mentor. A mentor to come along and help me through this. And my mentor really helped me through it you know they came through and they sat there on the phone with me and said let me do one for you I'll show you how tough it is he called and this guy's so experienced and this guy called him and you know hung up in in his ear and he goes see happens to the best of us Ryan so you're no better than us so pick up the phone and test it I tested out freaking nervous man hands shaking you know voice cracking and I made it and it didn't have been that bad made another one it was horrible terrible hung up and he said it's all good baby just keep moving on the next one Move on to the next one. Move on to the next one. Then he gave me a few different techniques that I could use to improve my cold calling. Little things like listen to music before you get in there. Elevate your mind. Become very confident and get right into it. Make your five phone calls first thing in the morning before you do anything. Before you think about anything, just go right into it and get it done. Started doing that. Anyways, I started to develop this habit over and over and over again. I became better at overcoming that inner voice, that negative inner voice. And uh, eventually learned to shut it up. And now I have no problem making cold calls. Doesn't fe- I don't have that fear at all. But again, I couldn't have done it if I didn't have the support. I couldn't have overcome that negative voice in my head if I didn't have the support of mentors. So again, let's go back and look at this whole golden nugget, why people choose the wrong path. We choose the wrong path because of culture. Because it's competitive. If we ask for help, we're weak. It's not true. Early relationship experiences. If you are if you grew up not needing support, that doesn't mean you don't need support now. Recognize that you need support to be successful. And finally, negative inner voice. You let that inner voice just speak for you. And that negativity just to bleed into everything that you do. You got to shut that voice up. And the way to do it, you guys, is just by reaching out for support. It's funny. I never really thought about support being this huge cure to fear. But the more I read this book and the more I went through all these golden nuggets, the more I really, truly started to believe it. Support. Incredibly powerful, you guys. last but not least golden nugget number four the one essential skill now anyone who's decided that they do not need to reach out for help can at any time re-choose that's the one essential skill just make the choice to choose make the choice to reach out for help The first key challenge is for individuals, people, to become more aware of their fears, both consciously and subconsciously, and learn how to reach out to others for help. Now, to be successful at this, you need to view reaching out as strength rather than weakness. And again, this is something that I myself still struggle with. You know, so many years of just doing something on your own and believing that you don't need anybody else. It takes time. You have to train yourself. But again, it's that one essential skill to re-choose. Anytime I feel that sense of fear, I need to know that I need to reach out. That's my inner voice telling me, listen, man, you're scared. Time to reach out for some help. You need a mentor. You need support. The second key challenge is for people to really begin building that support that they need from within. This involves developing your own nurturing inner voice that essentially frees you from fear. Now, what you say to yourself when you fail and your willingness to reach out for support, that's what's going to determine your ultimate success. Successful people, they learn to nurture themselves. They have others surrounding them to offer encouragement during dark times. And they have people to celebrate with them during brighter times. Again, nurturing the inner voice, that is so important. We've talked about this on previous episodes, the Cut the Crap podcast. You need to develop those inner philosophies. We've talked about this before. My inner philosophies that help protect me from fear. When bad things happen, when things that make me scared, what protects me? My philosophies. This isn't a setback. It's a setup, right? I don't believe that this is going to set me back. I don't believe that this is here put into my life for me to, uh, f- uh, to push me back. I believe this is here for me to learn something from it. And my other one, my other philosophy that protects me from fear, I believe that life happens for me, not to me. I am not a victim, but life happens for me. So it presents me with challenges, things that I need to do, things that I need to overcome in order to prepare me for something greater in the future. That's that inner voice. You need to develop those philosophies to protect you from a lot of the, the, uh, the negative consequences and the negative aspects of life. You need those philosophies. So you got to develop that inner voice, develop that inner strength. That's going to help you. That's going to be your internal support system. But again, don't forget about the external support system. You have the choice to either live in fear and do it on your own, or you have the choice to embrace the fear, embrace it as something that's going to catalyze you into something greater in the future. But you also have the choice to reach out for help that supports you need to get you through those tough times. All right, my friends, there we have it. That's Mastering Fear, Harness Emotion to Achieve Excellence in Health, Work, and Relationships. Now, if I would have known that this book was going to be so, what's the word, focused, focused on one area, support, I don't know if I would have picked it up. But you know what? I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did because it really showed me how important support truly is to not only overcoming fear, but to getting you to a different level in your life, whether, again, it's in work, within your relationships, or with, whether it's within your health. You know, when it comes to health, you need support of others. You need support of friends to get you in the gym, or you need the support of a dietitian to help you get to that next level. You need the support of people that coach you to different ways of working out. In work, of course, you need mentors to get better at whatever it is you do in your profession, and of course, in relationships, you need mentors in your relationships, how to get through difficult arguments, how to get through difficult spots in your relationship, how to love again, all these different things. You might need support to get you through those elements. And so I don't care if you're afraid of, you know, getting overweight or getting some sort of disease because of laziness or, or eat, bad eating habits. Or I don't know if you're afraid of getting uh, losing your job or not hitting your commission. I don't know if you're afraid of perhaps losing your relationship, whatever it is. You need to learn to reach out for support. And that's something that this guy, yours truly, is still learning. You know, very recently I started working with um, some really smart people who've really taught me the value and the importance of reaching out to others for support. And from the work perspective, I learned that I could achieve more when I had a team with me. Because that team could help me get to levels that I couldn't get to on my own. And so some really good lessons. And so these lessons that I'm learning in life as I read this book in parallel with those lessons I'm going through, it really solidified it in my mind and really drilled the point home that, you know what, sometimes we really need support to get ourselves to another level and we need support to overcome fear. So I hope you all enjoyed this book. I hope that you guys really are able to take something away from it. And I think the one key takeaway is that you need to leverage support you need to look at fear as a positive, not a negative. When you think, when you see fear, you need to look at it and say, there's something here for me to learn. And I hope that you're also able to build that internal support within by using your philosophies. We talk about this all the time. And I'm going to continue talking about this as we go on from episode to episode, because it's just truly important that you really figure that out and you get those philosophies ingrained in yourself. In any case, I hope you guys really enjoyed this one. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode, you guys. If you enjoyed the episode, please go on iTunes and rate and review the podcast. It would mean a lot to me if you do. So thank you in advance for anybody that goes out and uh, rate and reviews the podcast. It really means a lot to me. In any case, my friends, that is a wrap. Thank you so much again, you guys. I hope you have an awesome, awesome week and uh, a productive week. And I'll catch you back here next week with a brand new business book and brand new golden nuggets. Take it easy. I love you guys.
1: If you wanna change anything about your life, just do the things that you don't feel like doing. It really does boil down to that. You're never gonna feel like doing the things you need to do to have what you want. Your mind isn't wired that way. It will try to make you feel like things are too big. It'll try to make you feel like things are too scary. It'll try to make you feel like now's not the time. I think it's really important that what you realize, about your life is that you're never going to feel like it and if you start to push forward and take action anyway it's like any other muscle over time you slowly start building the muscle of taking action you start building the muscle of not listening to your own crud you start building the muscle of ignoring what your mind is telling you and operating from your your desires instead of your fears.
0: If you really want something bad enough, it's not gonna be easy. And you can see where you wanna go, but there are so many things you're gonna to have to go through to get there. But truly, if you focus and know where you wanna end up, you'll be there. It may not be the exact time you want, which now is kind of immediate for most people, but you'll eventually get there at your time when you're supposed to. Everybody has a desire to do something. But they don't, have the, they, they don't know how to really complete the process of dedicating themselves and having the discipline to do it. I think a lot of people set these goals for themselves and when they don't reach them, then it's discouraging. And sometimes you need somebody to push themselves. You have to look at the bigger picture. Um, You have to have belief in yourself, and you have to have faith in yourself, and faith is not really just having or understanding that everything will be okay, but faith is is understanding that if things don't go your way, or if it doesn't turn out the way you want to, it's still going to be okay.